Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone and welcome to History Dreams. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about the Cleveland Clinic fire. Uh, this is a story that uh, a script that was submitted to us uh, by our good friend Jason Dykes. Of course, Jason has been a longtime friend of the show. He's part of the Austin Mafia as they are known, and uh, he submitted this uh, script, so it's a pretty good story, so we're going to get to it in just a minute, but before we do, I'd like to remind you that we are a true crime comedy podcast. We sometimes use adult language. I know that's hard, well, we were really talking about Brandy, but yeah, you will hear a uh, crossword uh, from Brandy from time to time because she, she's basically a bitter woman. Wouldn't you agree, Colonel? Um, she's not a she's not a well-adjusted woman to me. I don't know about bitter, but she's not a she's not a person you want mm, in your vicinity. Wow. Just well, wow. you know, we... And it, we love you, Devil. You know we love you. Yeah. Love because, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Girl, you're just, a lot of people think we're yeah, just you, you just one of Brandy. But right. No, we love the devil. We, we just her. know her limitations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I you wouldn't invite her to somewhere important where you'd be around. I was like, at your wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. It's on film. Yeah. I signed things. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know what? You know what you didn't know, devil? I signed things. I don't know Is what it, happened. I could be married to you. I don't know too. what I signed. To, uh, oh, yeah, because you were with my witness, pistol. weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Timmy gave me a little tranquilizer dart and said, if she acts up, put it down. <laughs> and I did just fine. Thank you very much. I, I get, we we have, Brandy, I had a little microphone on my my shirt sleeve. And uh, yeah. I, I would just bring it to my mouth and say, Polar Chuck. And he was willing to, <laughs> he was ready to have you escorted from the premises. From, from the park, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm you know not afraid of Barney Fife coming to get me to take me off the premises. That's okay. It, it's not. Guys, it wouldn't be the first time. Let's let's make right, that clear. Exactly. Right, you know, you you thought those black guys in black suits were just people Timmy used to work with. Well, no, no, I know better no. than that. They were there just for you, devil. But yeah, the but guys you gotta, at the. You got to remember uh, that day. I was ready to throw some hands. So, you know. Well, what would distinguish that day from any other day, Brandy? Yeah, but it could have been really exactly because that day I woke up and didn't choose violence. The violence chose me. <laughs> <laughs> Let so. me. Oh, I also want to thank our uh, good friend Thad, who puts all of this together with his editing and makes it sound good. So thank you, Thad. And let's uh, let me do introductions. I'm very honored to introduce this lady. She is. Uh, Despite her violent uh, past, and despite her inappropriate and sorted, uh, sorted. behavior, and sordid, 
She has become known, oddly enough, Colonel, as Brandy the Benevolent. Not sure how she got that I think name. Because I'm a giver. I think there's a. I think it's irony, Timmy. I think it's irony. Why don't oh, they so. call you Slim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like calling me Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so let me introduce her. She's a lady who's beloved throughout the land. A lady who we don't we no longer say she's pill popping, Colonel, because you know she did have a long stint. She had a long stint in rehab. Not sure it did any good, but you know. We told her to go to rehab. What'd you say, W? No, no, no. The um, very uh, beloved Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Well, I almost took a nap during that introduction. This was so fucking long. I'm good. We're all hanging in there. The boys are good. Everybody's just hanging in there. And um, share with uh, our listeners the good news. Uh, I got a job with Target in HR. So I will be... Uh, You're going to be representing uh, the Target? I am. I am. I'm going to the motherland. You're going to be hiring people. Okay, Timmy... Now, Brandy and HR. Yeah. Now, I want you to think this through. This is much like when big companies hire the hackers. Yeah. Who have broken into their system and pilfered everything. Yeah. Because so you're Brandy saying that Brandy is being by the rules. Yeah. They're saying Brandy was hired because she was such a problem employee. Well, she was hired because she knows um, how to break all the rules. Yeah. So, well, she she you know it wasn't that she was following the rules, right? She was one of the black hat hires, Timmy. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense now, Colonel. I was, you know, I was thinking yeah. about that, um, and fuck off. How about that? Okay. <laughs> so, Brandy, what else is new with you besides being among the oh, employee? Timmy, Timmy, hold on. That's a warning. But we got a warning. I believe that's... What the fuck it, was that? I think it's telling Is us... Is that an Amber Alert? Are you okay time. there, Colonel? Should we... No, it, it was the Brandy brandy Time Alert. <laughs> so you're saying we are well past the... Uh, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Serious It saying just it, came basically. up on the computer. I see. Yeah. Well, Brandy, it was fun talking said, to you. No. <laughs> I... It was a, it was a bit... And Brandy time went, went a little long this week. Well, <laughs> FYI, I've had a request for What the Fuck Theater, which evidently I'm now calling it when I do these. Why don't you do that on TikTok? I don't know how to use the TikTok. It can't be know that these hard. No luck can show you. and hit record. Yeah, Jesus, hit record. Jo- Steve Jobs. I mean, yeah, you know, I still post that. it, still post it on the history. Yeah, but you know what though? But I don't Facebook post group, it for everyone. I just post it for the group. Well, you should post it, uh, post it for everyone. It's funny. Ugh. No, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. But you're funny. You're not a big fan of yeah, no. me. <laughs> yeah, but wow. you're funny. Oh, thank you. You're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, had, uh, I've had a request for Trailer Park Shark. So. Oh, Brandy, Brandy, Ooh, that would be you funny. have got to do the well. The well. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. That is no. It's the most depressing movie you will ever see in your life. You well, know, it's Brandon. Fra- it's Brandon Fraser. Because it's the whale. It's, it, oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard it's very good actually. Oh, I mean, he's great in it. He's in. He's great in it. But oh my god it's so fun you want to split your wrist halfway through it, it well sure depressing. well then I'm not watching that I got enough problems but let's say no, no, it no. Was but you can, whale, you can you can you can you can do you can make it really funny you really well, can uh, I mean, even I'm, even uh, Leanne said you know <laughs> oh Brandy has to cover this so, so I, when it comes out I mean Cocaine Bear just came out so I'm very eager to watch that I haven't watched it yet oh Cocaine Bear's gotta be good yeah Cocaine yeah. Bear I mean Trailer Park Shark I think I've got some kind of is it Rocktopussy that's saved on the yeah Rocktopussy saved on our in our queue of bad movies well, so I mean I've got 
the lineup is coming together. You got to do. You got to do. Um, cat attack of the killer tomatoes. Attack of the killer tomatoes. I yeah. don't. Yeah. Well. well oh, do uh, it'll be perfect for your. Show. And let me tell you but what else I, w- I think I'm going to do. I need to write this down. I need to write this. Write this down. Write this down. Uh, Andy, get Andy uh, there, Chuck, to write this down. Is Andy with us this week, Chuck, or did you fire him? Danny, I got rid of Andy because remember Andy did that uh, Mormon moron tabernacle choir thing on me. Easy, I had to let him go. There was a lot of there was a lot of put there was a lot of blowback on that, Timmy. Well, so but now who do you have, Colonel? Is you got Randy? I got Danny. Danny, okay, Danny. Danny. Is Danny? Yeah, do we have to call Danny's? Non-binary with really big boobs. Okay. So, so, can you ask Andy to write this down for Brandy? Uh-huh. Danny, write this down, please. I mean, you go through personal really assistance more than, you know, like Greta Garbo did. Well, Danny just likes to wear jumpsuits. I don't know about the non-binary part, but she wears jumpsuits. And she looks like she's from... uh Looks like she's going to work on my car after this. But Well, we're happy to have you on board, uh, Andy. So Andy. so anyway, Brandy, people love your your movie reviews. And uh, I know I think you should do them on TikTok. I mean, do, you know, obviously you're going to post them on the History of Dweebs Facebook group. But you should do them on TikTok because they're really funny. Really, really funny. I know. It's, uh, actually, it was. But you know that that's according to me, and apparently by this podcast, I don't really have a sense of humor. But I thought well, they were very funny. That the request to do Trailer Park Shark was from Ballinger because she evidently is showing them to all the people at work. <laughs> is she so, really? at her at her new work? Yeah. So. So well, ready. she won't be there long, I, I suppose. Oh, she'll be fine. Wait, why? She'll be good. <laughs> well, it depends on where she's working, really. <laughs> she's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's All right. Uh, you know, Tim. Let's um when, let, let's move on and this you know, I wanna say this and and we we do happy birthdays here all the time and you know, when we we got and yeah, of course we can't do them all and we forget people and all that. But it was so sad this week when uh, Bridget Clavey's name popped up on my. Uh, app. Oh, was. You know, when you lose someone, they pop up on your, you know, happy birthday yeah. Facebook notices. But happy birthday, uh, Bridget. Yeah, she was such a lovely person. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you are very much missed, Bridget. Never forget that time in. Was it Indianapolis? Indianapolis. She, she came into yeah. it. We were in our hotel. Like room. ice. Oh like my ice. God! She was banging a star. I mean, she she was banging on the door. We was having a little party uh, in our in our hotel room. Was it? It might have been my room, I think. And uh, man, she came in like a boss. She she was so so funny. So we're thinking yep. about you, Bridget. God bless you. Yeah. Let me yep. introduce him a man who is uh, Brandy, who is a best selling author, a man who is known for his uh oh he's known for giving good advice he is a uh, no he's not in these troubled times uh he is someone we turn to uh he's been called an oasis in the desert of despair by no as i mentioned he's a best-selling author uh, of course with his now i understand colonel there may be a movie on uh, how to make love to a woman? There's not. Well, we just com- we just completed an audio book of how an to audio book to a woman. Yeah, I think that um, the lovely Nina is uh, voicing that. I believe. Don't drag her into she it. She is. Don't she is. drag her into your mess of shit. Well, she's she's <laughs> voicing. She's award winning. Award winning. She won an uh, Ambi, and yep. she is uh, winning now. She's nominated for a Webby. Yep, so congratulations to yeah. our beloved Nina, and she's also going to win an award for voicing how to make love to a woman. No, leave her out of it. She's, I believe she'll get that. She's big time now. Let's not associate her with with our bullshit. Settle down. 
And we're gonna we're we're in talks with Matthew McConaughey right now, Timmy. Oh, to play you in How to Make Love to a Woman. Mm -hmm. He already said no. I I was thinking Woody Harrelson, but I guess they're brothers, aren't they? They're not. But I thought Danny DeVito was going to play Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Pesci. Brandy, I want I want to get this visual in your head. You wake up in the middle of the night. And Danny DeVito's been in, you know, he's been in uh, the bathroom, and now he comes out. He's got his robe open, and he's got a big old oh, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? That little bastard, Terry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is. But he's coming at you, Brandy. With he's coming bra- at you with a Woody. No, he's not. I mean, <laughs> what would you say, Brandy? What, he's what absolutely would you... not coming at me with much of anything. <laughs> It's not a thing that's ever going to... I don't even want to think about it. What do you so, think? Do you think he's well hung? Uh, you know, can you ask Chuck? Guys? Listen, ask Chuck how he's been. I don't want... It's just... this is. Just ask him how he's been. Well, the colonel, uh, he's been known as a... Uh, he's been known for his generosity. He gives and gives nope. and gives. He absolutely does not... The very honorable Yoda podcasting in a review, Timmy. The Yoda podcast. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. I hope we haven't squeezed your time, you know, with all that brandy time. I know. I mean, he's not good. A lot of time. He's not good. good, So I'm glad I was sitting down. Let's see what's going on. What I've what I found out to me there's something about me and this this really happened to me the other day. Yeah. Is uh I have a habit of people just opening up and sharing all their feelings with me and I don't know what it is about me. I don't either because I have never had that compelled to do this. I have never had that compulsion. <clears throat> and I've known Well you, you gotta have feelings first, devil. I, that's so, not true. If you ever had some de- feelings so, oh, you hugged me one time, devil. You hugged me. Admit it. Yeah, one I'm time. I'm going to say it in an open forum. You hugged me. One time. I was weak. Unprompted. Unprompted, you hugged me. It was weak. I it was, was weak. I was weak. Yes. I think She's I'm went through rehab put your head on my shoulder. I think I, think I was sick that day. Oh, is this when the fireman had to take you away? <laughs> oh, my God. Was it that day? No, she called the fireman three times that day. I did not. Those guys showed up. No, you know what? called 911. This was well, when we were working together, and Brandy because, had a yeah, because they thought I was having a fucking heart attack. Yeah, but, but you wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I was having panic attack. But here's the thing: this is what I want to say. So, you know, this old lady, you know, a while ago, this old lady falls off the back porch step at work. Okay. Yeah. So they call nine one one, and the truck pulls up, and it was like every Chippendales. You know, any rookie that was thinking about doing, they all pile off this truck. Young, 22-year-old, buff guys. Yes, all of them. All of, and all of, and of course, you know, the thirsty bitches at work, of course, are all lined up out the back door watching them. But I mean, this just, all this hotness keeps getting off there. I call 911 and I get the fuckers that are getting ready to retire, that are pissed (laughs) off, that don't, you know... That this is their last run before they... You're bitter. <laughs> yeah, they're pissy. They're like, what the fuck is your problem? No, Why are you being a baby? <laughs> when they call, when they got the fire department there, those some bitches coming off that truck look like Chippendales. Not for me, they and, didn't. And after that... Not for, well, no. No, not oh, for no, me. That was the woman that fell. That's right. Yeah. That was the woman that they fell off the They said the generic crew yeah. after... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get all these guys they that are the like... Law- they're like, you got, they you better lift your fat ass up guys. there. I, I, yeah, they I, got like three weeks to retire. I got yeah. back problems, <laughs> bitch. Exactly. Back problems. Exactly. You better get your ass up on this gurney because we sure as <laughs> shit can't lift you up You think there. you got problems? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what I, I hear. Me, now, and that's what I had to hear the whole was, way to the hospital was about their problems. So, <laughs> you know, life isn't fair. <laughs> It's even not. even even the fireman said to Brandy, "I got ninety nine problems, but this bitch ain't <laughs> this one. bitch ain't one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Timmy, oh, I know on this show we don't typically like to get political, but I had a little run in this week that I was not happy with. 
I, I just had to have a just a routine thing done, you know, and I go in just, you know, your normal MRI. Yeah. And I go in, and the woman says to me, so your payment today is $1,200 oh, after insurance. Right. Oh, fuck. And I said, okay, you know, okay. And, and then I, I, I didn't like the way she said it to me, and it just didn't sit well with me. And I said, what, what if I don't have the $1,200? And she said, well, we have to have payment at time of service. I said, so what you're telling me is no payment, no service. And she said, well, I mean, we have to have payment. I said, why don't you just say to me, for those who cannot afford to pay this $1,200, we are going to deny them medical care and send them home. And she said, well, sir, I don't make the policies. And I said, but do you see the the lack of ethics and compassion Mm -hmm. that such a system is built on? Yeah. So any some bitch that ever comes up to me and says anybody can get medical care in this country, I'm gonna punch you in the goddamn throat. I've gotten a couple of those. If like, you got twelve hundred dollars, yeah, for surgery where they're like, <laughs> you can, can you prepay? I'm like what the fuck? Are you what do you? Ta- how do you know how much it's gonna be? What do you mean you want me to prepay? Running through my insurance. I don't understand prepay. that. I don't yeah, want to prepay. Yeah, that system is broken sadly right well renee just of course i have a health savings card and renee said give her your health savings and i was like it's not you're missing my goddamn point she doesn't care though (laughs) she knows your point this girl's gonna turn me away if i don't have the goddamn money so clearly a doctor says you should have this done you just not got it you just went not right the test right and i and i just had to voice my so I don't think they made the procedure as, as pleasant as it could have been, but but you um, know what what the lesson in that just making friends everywhere you go, aren't you? But 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 Charles, the most important part you left out is you had the finger up the butt test. I did, I did. That was no fun. Did you feel violated? I think it makes you gay now. <laughs> He's the gay. Not if it's only He's one time, gay. devil. Not if it's only one time. You know, I did that. This is your first time. You, uh, no, it was my. It's 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 uh. No, I'm 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 of a certain age. Okay, well, so I, it's been. I, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Say, so it's been more than once. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I got my vasectomy, I had to have it done too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only had it done once, but my doctor says he puts the glove on and he says we're going to do this military style. Well, first of all, I never served in the military. So I don't know what the fuck yeah, he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. He said, so you just put pressure down. So you basically, you're basically like his finger and you just ride it, right? You just sit down on it. <laughs> exactly. And this motherfucker says, he's having a hard time pushing his finger through. And he says, man, you're tight. <laughs> you're tight. What the fuck are you supposed to respond to? How are you supposed to respond to that? You like, can say that's that's not even the first time I've heard that this week. That's what you say. I mean, do you say, "Well, thank you"? I mean, I, <laughs> well, it's gonna cost you extra, bitch. Well, and did you also tell him be careful? There's a diamond I mean, last, out there. Okay, I have to have this, but but let's not talk during it. You, don't you know want what the I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, let's just let's just, just pretend it never happened. <laughs> you know, do it quick. Well, pretend it never st- happened. You put a lump of coal up there, so if he's you know. If he's up there, look for the diamond. That's what you should have told him. Here's, here's the thing that car, nobody talks about. If you find car about. keys, you can drive out, right? That's right. As if, That's right. As if, uh, here's the thing that nobody talks about that's never discussed. Oh, my God. Is that there's a thing, uh, uh, and it's in my book under, you know, fetishes and nope. other. No. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Prostate massage. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big, it's a, they make toys for it. Hey. Yeah. Hey, let's start the, let's start, I don't want to hear any more of that. I'm just saying. It's true. I mean, like. I I get it. I do. I get it. But unless you all want to hear every gory detail of my latest pap smear, we're going to start talking about. (laughs) No, I'm just saying it can, it can cause, that finger on a prostate can cause a reflexive action in a man. Yes. That makes 
that indicates that said man is enjoying that finger. Let me yeah. tell you something. Let me, when Nothing could be further from the truth. Well, let me tell you something. So, you know, Twitter is a hellscape that I love. And there's a thing going on there now where guys are saying that they're not washing their butthole because uh, it would make them gay. So all these guys are just walking around with mud butt because they you know, don't wash their butthole ads. in the shower. I keep getting ads for his product called Loom. Yeah. And it's about, that stuff's it's, awesome. It's a butt, butthole cleaner. Yeah. A butthole cleaner? Wait a minute. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. not. There's a product, which I think it's called Loom, and it's you clean your nether regions with it. Okay, because well, there's a thing called Lumi, and it's like body deodorant. Oh, no, no. It's not Lumi. It's Loom. L-U-M-E. Look it up. Oh, well, no. I'm I'm good. I don't Write that down, Charlie. clean well, my I mean, butthole. You're not going to see the ad. I mean, it, it, it's like in all of my... Uh, feeds, so it must be trying to tell me something. Clean your balloon. Well, yeah, they they do make other products, Brandy, but uh, they have one specifically for your derriere. Okay. Yeah, they got Logan moved out, got his own apartment, and you know the first thing he purchased, Timmy. What's that? Was the add-on bidet? Oh on yeah. The toilet. Can't blame because there. we have one here, and he, you know, he thought his tush is used to know, it. This, yeah, be yeah. good to your tush, mm-hmm. and it will be good to you. It, it will be good to you. Yeah, that's been my wow. motto. All right, let's get on with the story. Okay, because you know, some people apparently listen to this podcast hear the story. I don't know why they would. Um. <laughs> But let's talk about it because it is an interesting, uh, interesting story. It was submitted again by our good friend Jason Dykes. So thank you, Jason. Um, the Cleveland Clinic fires. The Cleveland Clinic fire it was a major fire at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, by the way, the lovely Leanne and I are going to go to Cleveland in May to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, fun! Oh, that would be nice. But this occurred on May the fifteenth. 1929, if she's going in there with me again, because we went to, well, first of all, we went to a baseball game earlier this week, and we were going in the parking garage, and there was some asshole behind us honking his horn, because we couldn't find a spot, and we found a spot, they just floored it and went right behind us, and then I may have yelled at them. Oh, no. And then, <laughs> then yesterday, we went to Georgetown, Ohio, it was a lovely small town, they were having a um, presentation on General Grant. It was General Grant days. And it was a two-hour presentation, and they mentioned slavery a grand total of one time at the very end. <laughs> of course. So I get, I, so of course I get on their web, their Facebook group, and then I, you know, I blast them for it, and then the lady responds, and she's so nice, probably this little old lady or something, you know, some volunteer. Lab- yeah. And uh, I felt really bad afterwards, so I got to make a donation to them today. So if Leanne is still talking to me, we're going to Cleveland in, in May. But on May fifteenth, well, how did the lady? Huh? How did the lady? How did the ladies get around the slavery on it? Well, she was saying that they do different. They, they do different aspects of um, Grant's life, and this was about his relationship with Lincoln. My point was, how can you uh, celebrate U.S. Grant's life without mentioning, you know, his greatest accomplishment? (laughs) You know what, though? I've wondered, did Ulysses S. Grant light a fire at the Cleveland Clinic? Uh, Not that I know of. (laughs) Okay, then. That was probably Sherman. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about the Cleveland (laughs) Clinic, then. I would love to get out of the first paragraph before the half-hour mark. The Cleveland Clinic fire was a major fire at Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio, on May the 15th, 1929. The 123 people died during that fire, most of them killed by toxic inhalation. On Wednesday, May 15th, 1929, that's a lovely time of year, Brandon. It's right after our birthdays in the spring, and it's really nice that time of year here. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Cleveland, but 
Our birthdays are coming up, Brandy, by the way. I know. The four-story clinic building was on is on Euclid Avenue, held an estimated 250 physicians, nurses, employees, and patients. A steam leak had been discovered in a sub-basement room where the clinic's x-ray film records were kept. Uh, this is nitrocelluloid film was developed by the Eastman Kodak Company during the late 1800s for use in x-rays, as well as the motion picture industry. The Eastman Kodak Company nirate film gained a reputation for being highly volatile, unstable, and extremely flammable. The clinic held somewhere between 4,000 to 10,000 pounds of this unstable film near near the mechanical room. And I already tell you right now, it's not going to end well. But does not you know it doesn't know. A at nine a.m. on May the fifteenth, a steam, steam fitter named Buffery Boggs. Now that's a name for you, Buffery Boggs, Brandy. <laughs> okay, sure. Sounds like a clown on a kid show. <laughs> how would you describe if just by name only, Brandy? How would you describe Buffery? Bufferly Boggs. Hobo rape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. He began uh, he began repairs by stripping off some of the installation stripping off some of the installations from the steam pipe steam pipes in the film room. Then he left the building to turn off the steam and allow the pipes to cool down so that the repairs could be completed safely. Well, old Buffley, at 11 a.m., Buffley Boggs returned to the basement room where he encountered a poisonous cloud of yellow-brown gas. You know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that's just after breakfast. I mean, just after lunch. And if you, you know, if you're going to the uh, uh, Crackle Barrel. After a futile attempt to control the fire... Yeah, man, when you hear the words futile attempt and fire, it's not going to end well. After a futile attempt to control the fire with the fire extinguisher, a small explosion blew Bufferly out the door into the machine room, saving his life. But, but it's, but causing him some, you know, contusions at, at the very least. Abrasions, as he, sure. At, at, at he, as he, and a maintenance man were crawling out a basement window, a, se- a second explosion occurred. They survived and raised the alarm. Well, good thing that Bufferly survived that, Randy. Thank God. A later investigation by the National Board of Fire Underwriters a would consider three, possible, three possibilities for the, MBF, the X-ray room or the, I'm sorry, the X-ray film, film would ignite at 275 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's, a that's a problem. The second possibility was a discarded, not fully extinguished cigarette. Well, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I bet it was Bufferly then. He was probably smoking down there. Probably. Smoking and talking about sex. Oh, gross. The third possible reason was the most widely accepted, and the most widely accepted theory was that accidental accidental contact from one of many bare hanging light bulbs in the room. Oh yeah, you got, you know, I had a little apartment like that, Colonel, where I had just a little bare light bulb hanging over my my bed. Yeah. I had a little, you know, I had a little wash basin in my room and. I think that I think that was a jail cell. I have, oh, yeah, oh, there is. Yeah, that. You, you might be well, right. The toilet sink combo should have given that away. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I have a question. How does some of that? Um, how does that get up to touch a light bulb? I don't know that nitrocellulose film. How does that? I mean, I would think they'd know if the guy said, "Yeah, I held some of it up. It hit a light bulb and exploded." Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's so. Yeah, I, don't I don't understand know. accidental contact. Yeah, because there should be no reason for that. But go ahead. Sorry. 
Well, unless they're like stacked, you know, like, you know, they're like stacked up to the ceiling or something. I don't know. They said they seemed to have a lot of it, didn't they? So if it was, yeah, but still, that have to be expo- pretty fucking high. The explosions force deadly fumes at a high rate of pressure into the pipe tunnel system and up the pipe chassis, which are sub tunnels off the main tunnel. Side question. Into, into nearly every room of every floor of the hospital almost immediately. So all these people around the hospital, they're in these rooms and these, this, these fumes are go- coming through you know, the pipes. Sure. A stair door on the third floor was held open by a latch and the toxic gas was especially thick on the third floor. Later, chemical analysis suggested that the victims inhaled, I'm probably going to spell this, I'm sorry for announcing Phosgene? Yeah. Which uh, had been been used as a chemical weapon during the First World War. Uh, That phosgene, carbon monoxide, nitric peroxide, and methyl Methyl chloride. Yeah. The toxic vapors caught most of the victims by surprise. I, I'm sure it did. I mean, sure, yeah. wasn't expecting it. Oh, we're just uh, waiting for the toxic vapors to arrive to just come and take me. Yeah, we're just yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the to- uh, so anyway, uh, it caught most of them by surprise, and s- as several doctors and nurses collapsed at their desk all at once. Uh, while the others hmm. others managed a step or two into their escape before kneeling over and dying. God, that must have been a fucking horror show. Well, not only that, like, then where do you take them? Like, if somebody yeah. just, yeah, so where do you, <laughs> you take, take them? them? to the hospital. <laughs> right. This is in the 20s. There weren't hospitals up the road. Right. Further complicating the situation, nitro... Cellulose film continues cellulose. to burn. Nitrocellulose. Yeah. Nitrocellulose film continues to burn even while immersed in water. Oh, that's cool. And, and fighting the fire simply causes more poisonous smoke to spread through the pipe and air duct system. So, grabbing a bucket and tossing it on this shit ain't gonna do It's still gonna. Shit's still gonna kill you. I know, but it's cool. It, Wouldn't it, it be cool? It, it's like a, uh, it's like a zombie or something. It just keeps more and more. Right, it just keeps going. A report issued by the National Fire Protection Association, or NFPA, NFPA. as, as mm-hmm. those of us in the field would call it, in the uh, sure. In wake of the disaster, stated the most diabolical cunning, <laughs> the most diabolical cunning could scarcely have devised an arrangement more surely calculated to spread death with, throughout the building. So they came right out and took a stand on this. The rear, the rear stairwell was cut off by flames. And for most people, uh, uh, the, uh, so most people attempted to exit the front stairwell where the largest number of bodies were recovered. So they tried to get out the other oh way. Oh, my and they God. That must have been a fucking nightmare to witness. Seriously. A nearby fire was the first, a nearby fire company was the first to respond. When they arrived, most of the building was obscured by a dense yellow brown cloud. So, I mean, it's like they're running into mustard gas, basically. More alarms brought more firefighting equipment and rescue squads. Two firefighters did try to enter with gas masks, but the con- concentrations of fumes were too much for their equipment. Later, Jeez. ladders were raised to evacuate people who appeared at the window. The thick cloud of smoke and toxic gas kept firefighters from seeing the third or fourth floor windows. You know what this kind of reminds me of is the uh, Our Lady of Angels. Sure uh, fireplace. The fourth, Remember that one? What? Remember the shirt? 
Yeah, the, the shirt shirtwaist. Fire. Yeah, I was thinking of the that story we did about in Chicago, the um, Our Lady of Angels School. Oh God. Fire. Mm, oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I mean, it wasn't Every, fumes, yeah. but it, yeah, it was. You know, yeah, it was still such a disaster. So, uh, Brandy, you want to take it from this point, or you want me sure. to get on? Okay. All right. So, eight minutes after the fire companies first arrived, a huge explosion blew parts of the roof off the building, causing much of the gas and smoke inside the building to clear. Oh, it must have been just like a, you know, like, it's like a, a pressure or cooker. Yeah, 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 it just blew it off. Yeah, so this revealed to the horrified firefighters just how many people were crowded at the third and fourth floor windows. Every ladder available immediately swung into action to rescue occupants of these two floors. Uh, by 1.15, everyone had been removed from the building and most of the fire was out. A few of the victims were miraculously able to escape the hospital, rescued by firemen, policemen, or volunteers. Unfortunately, Anyone who had inadvertently inhaled any any quantity of the fumes succumbed to and died from the toxic vapor. Some soon after, and others not for several days. Oh, God. You know you're laying in bed, can't breathe for... God, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Uh, It's been reported by dozens of witnesses that the bodies of the first victims turned yellow and later green after being brought out of the building. (laughs) That's not good. Oh, my God. I'm not jaundice, I promise. Yeah, that seems weird. Uh, the heroism of caregivers, firefighters, police officers, and many volunteers saved dozens of lives. An impromptu triage was carried out on the grass in front of the building. Many of the physicians on the scene, including George Creel, George Creel Sr., M.D., recognized the injuries as similar to what they'd witnessed in World War I, in which, in which poison gas caused a highly fatal lung edema, filling victims' lungs with too much fluid. You know, Brandy, the, 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 I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah, George Kreil Sr. M.D., I wonder if he had a junior. I wonder if he had a son, and what did he do in his life? Oh, I don't care about that guy. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So Edith Morgan uh, was a nurse and receptionist in the in the main Ooh, waiting area. She was not good looking with the name Edith, Colonel. You know what? No, she no, might have been, not. though. She might have been drop dead gorgeous in her little nurse uniform sitting up there waiting to welcome people with, in. With her uh, thong bikinis underneath. The white. And you, here's do you the other like thing. the little nurse look, Colonel? Is that one of your. Wait a minute. Here's fantasies? the thing. We're not going to rag on Edith because Edith is a hero here. Well, so I'm, I'm we sure around? I'm just saying she's probably not the most attractive woman. That's all. Uh, well. So she, I, I praise her for her efforts and uh, thank you for your service, Edith. But you know, yeah. So Edith get, get some Botox or something. But go yeah, ahead. Wow. So Edith is just trying to get people out because she's right there by the front door. So she's trying to get people out, and she later reported to the hospital building where she continued to help and care for victims until she collapsed. All right. Thank you, Edith. That was very nice of you. Exactly. William Brownlow. Thank you for your service, Edith. Yes. Yeah, William Brownlow had taken the day off, but went into the Cle- to the Cleveland Clinic to retrieve a forgotten item. While he was there, the main explosion occurred. He stayed to help, smashing a window on the third floor to get people out to a ladder. Despite these rescue efforts, he had breathed in the fumes and he died. Telephone reporter Gladys Gibson died at her desk with cords on her switchboard plugged into lines throughout the building. She had remained at her post to alert others to the emergency when she could have easily escaped through a window only a few feet away. Oh, Gladys, man. Oh. Gladys. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got Gladys Edith probably and you got Gladys. Either. Edith and Gladys. It just doesn't seem like they're going to put a good plan <laughs> You know they got those little black glasses at the point with the snake, <laughs> yeah. uh, little pointy yeah. ends. So I know ahead, this is friend. super, super unprofessional, but I have to run to the bathroom. Okay, so well, let me, while yourselves. you're gone, I, I, I need to bring something up with the Colonel anyway, where you're gone. So, yeah. so Colonel, you know, the lovely Leanne is here, and we're living as man and wife. Yes. And she has this wonderful cat named Spartacus, but Colonel, he's a cock blocker. He won't, let me, he won't <clears throat> let me kiss Leanne, he won't let me hold her hand. 
I mean, what do, what do you do, well, Colonel, when, uh, you know, I know you wrote the book, How to Make Love to a Woman, but what do you do when you have a pet that is a cock blocker? Well, you know, <clears throat> having a having Rudy around, mm-hmm. I've, I've encountered the same thing, only Rudy's 60 pounds. Yeah. So he can be more effective, although cats are subtle. Cats are subtle. Oh, he I mean, gives, so what he you gives us do, the death stare if we're, like, holding hands. He gives us a disc. You know, we, you know, I hug her at night or whatever, and he gets just gives well, us he's, a disc. He, so I, I would, all, I'd be gotta, interested in any advice you, you could give me besides, you know, going away with the cat. Well, you got to remember, Timmy, this is a loyalist cat you're talking about. Oh, that's true. It's true. Yeah. So you got to approach it differently than other cats. So, you know, you uh, can't. Because this cat, yeah. you know how cats are assholes anyway. They think they're superior. Right. They think they're better. Right. Well, now... Add being a Brit to that, Timmy. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have a cat that just thinks he, he's going to look at your cat and think, ah, you, you soddy little American rebel cat. Yeah. And, you know, while your cat accepts his place as a cat, this cat is not going to do that. Right. So what you got to do, Timmy, what you got to do is when you when you have him feeling a little affectionate toward Start to pet the cat as he gets close, but then flick him right on top of the head when Leanne can't see it. (laughs) I I don't want to hurt him, Colonel. It won't hurt him. It'll stun him a little bit, but it won't hurt him. It'll just sting a little bit. Well, or, or, you know what you get? Yeah. You get on Amazon and you look for the dainty little shock collars that are for (laughs) correcting cats. God. And you keep the little button in your pocket, uh-huh. and when the cat gets too close, you just hit the button, and it doesn't hurt the cat. It's just like, you know, you're walking across a carpet. You know how you do that, and you right. touch metal, and it's a little... A slight correction. Like that. It ain't gonna, a slight correction. A slight correction is what we call it, yes. Um, And you condition the cat to, oh, if I get within two feet of them while they're within one feet of each other, yeah. I'm going to get a shock. There's something... Something it makes the cat think there's something that when they're together creates a force field, and if I get too close, I'm going to get shocked. Well, that's I, thank you, you for the advice, Colonel. Don't I knew flick you the would cat. The, you know he has. The, or, had the answers. Or you yeah, just leave is, a bunch my, of treats uh, my, in the corner. Cat, uh, but Leanne's cat is cock blocking me. Oh, I know. I've had my ears in the. Um, yeah, animals are like that. They don't care if you. Does yeah. Lucy ever come between you and Dave? Oh my gosh, she making hates love. It. No, because she sleeps with Noah. But if I hug anyone, she doesn't like it. Yeah, that's the way uh, Spartacus. And then she has to come over. Well, doesn't like it at all. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chuck is suggesting a slight correction with an yeah, electronic no. probe. Don't don't flick the cat. Don't get anything. No. She'll get over it. She's in a new place. Yeah, it's, it's he's really done a um, a good a great job. Really, you know, yeah. the world changed. And he's in a new place now. He's not yeah. going back. How long is she staying? Uh, we're going in, in to England in September, and um, she has a six month visa. So we're oh, going okay. in, in September, and then she'll come back for another six months until her, you know, her spouse right, right, visa right. is approved, which would probably be about a year from now. So. <sighs> I'm so, she's her first, oh, good, so I can come down and get her and go do fun things. Oh, yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Okay, so, and you, can we, we're going to get back to the Tar-J. store. I will yeah. hire her, I mean, she wants to come to Lebanon, or work at Tarjay. Well, she can't, Brand. she has to get her green card first, but yeah, when that happens. <sighs> ah, take care of it. Okay, so anyway, so, all these people are in this hospital, it's been a pressure cooker, This the roof blew off, and if you... Breathed any of the fumes, you died. That, that's where we are. Okay. So, 80, 80 of the dead were either patients or visitors at the clinic, and the rest were employees. One of the Cleveland Clinic's founders, Dr. John Phillips, was among the dead. Two days later, Dr. Creel was back in the operating room. You see, he just shrugged it off. Well, like, yeah. yeah, but Dr. Creel, Dr. Creel was in the big one. Yeah, he was a senior. He was he was a yeah he was a senior. 
Yeah. I wonder if, if Junior. I wonder if Junior served in the Second World War. I don't know, but I mean, this guy's not screwing around. He knows. No, what, not, he, he knows he's, what's he's good. Screwing. It's time to move on. He knows People died. Up. Moving on. Yeah. Turn the page. Right. So when questioned by his wife, Grace, about this, he told her grief would be defeat. This has come to us, and we must build something constructive out of it. Well, that's a nice outlook, really. After the disaster, community leaders quickly came to the aid of, of the Cleveland Clinic, which took up temporary quarters in a former dormitory across the street. Gifts totaling more than $30,000, which is the equivalent of a half a million dollars today, poured in to help rebuild but Cleveland Clinic opted to return the money and finance its own recovery. However, I like how the Cleveland Clinic is just too fancy for that. No, no. No, we don't want your money. We're, we're going we're gonna to get it all back. Trust us. We're going to do this on our own. And then we'll have, charge you to come yeah, in and see us. You, right, right. We're going we're gonna to charge people who's getting MRIs 1200 bucks. Exactly. So don't worry. Exactly. Don't worry about it. We got no, this. Don't, don't feel sorry for us. Right. right. We got, we got you cut. Yeah. Don't cry for us, Argentina. Right. All right. So the Cleveland Clinic officials were absolved of responsibility for the fire, and the $3 million in lawsuits filed because of the disaster were settled out of court for about $45,000. That's not even close. I, I, go from I was $3 just like to say, to Colonel, Colonel I, Leanne and I watched the movie Ray the other night, right about Ray Charles. Can you give us a little Ray Charles, Colonel? Come on, uh, we're almost there. Georgia? Georgia? No. How's that to me? Why don't you go blindly, Thank you. go blindly wander into traffic? All right, so. <laughs> lovely, Colonel. The city I'm manager's... Lovely. The city manager's commission investigating the fire recommended that Cleveland's police and fire departments be supplied with gas masks. They didn't work, but okay. And that multiple ambulance services be established to provide suitable transportation (laughs) for emergency cases needing hospital care. On the national level, the clinic fire resulted in the development of new standards for storage and labeling of hazardous material, especially nitrocellulose film. Fire insurance companies also began to revise and strictly enforce safety regulations regarding the storage of such materials. So, uh, there was some good to come out of this disaster. Sure. A lot of bad, but Uh, some good. Whatever happened to Gladys and uh, Edith? They died. Maybe they were were a couple. You know what, Gladys... Gladys developed a little bit of a drinking problem later, and she she did, uh, and she actually retired to nope. She retired to Phoenix, and she lived with her cats until she died. Okay, Um, and the other one, she you know had had some stints in and out of rehab. Gladys, Uh, yeah, she had some stints in and out of rehab, but then you know at the end she was just thankful that her kids were there by her. And you know, you know, Brandy. I mean, I, I, the thing about like about you is, you, you get a script and then you do your own research. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and you find out about every aspect of the story. You know, it was a fine. It was a great script by Jason, but you took it to a different level, Brandy. Thank you. As I do, I elevate. And I'm going to tell you this. To me, this is this is. It, it's a footnote in the book, but it's um, it's mentioned. You run across a woman named Gladys, a woman named Edith, now, and and they're, they're typically not going to be, you know, the, the woman you're physically drawn to, yeah. right? Yeah. But you get them out, you get them a little hopped up on a couple Bud Lights, a little cocaine, dancing a little bit, oh, <laughs> a little shit. cocaine. They're going to be. Just batshit crazy in bed to me. They're just happy. You know, you throw them a bone. No. They're just happy. Mm-hmm. The only Gladys I ever knew. Oh, yeah. The only Gladys I ever knew ate cat food. So ate But you can't food? they can't do that anymore. Fucking cat food's expensive. Yeah, I know. I, it's cheaper to buy human food now. I don't know, but that's what she did. She was fucking squa- crazier than squirrel shit. Nuttier than squirrel we shit. Li- we had lots of B dubs yesterday. Of course she did. Just two of us. Uh-huh. It was did you go at $40. like 10 in the morning? It, 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 no, no. Because they charge you breakfast nothing. prices if you go there that early. But it was like 40 bucks. $40? Well, Tell me if I could escape a diner for $40. 
Jesus. Apparently, I'm moving myself. I'm gradually getting used to the century I live in mm-hmm. because we went we we went out to dinner and it was my nieces and a number of people and it was just that that English pub up in Rookwood. You know the one I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yes, Devil? I do. We're gonna go there for the uh, yeah. coronation in a week or so. Yeah, you get you get six seven people. And of course, you know Jeff Bezos, who I'm, you know, betrothed to. What the always fuck? says no, just put it on one check. It was three hundred and fifty dollars, Timmy. That's insane. Dude, three hundred and fifty dollars. <throat> I took I took Dave to the grocery store, and he walked through like an old man yelling at the clouds. Why are these prices yeah. so high? What's happening? Because yeah, he hadn't had to go like. I had always done the grocery shopping because I was home and whatever else. And so now that we're both home, we go to the grocery and he just, so I'm, you know, debating on whether or not that just is a practice that needs to end and I'll just go to the grocery by myself or, 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 you know know, what? I'm going to tell you this Stop eating or or that, which is also fine because people are, people are going on about food costs and inflation and whatnot. And you know what I look, I, I, this is a true story. I looked up. Do you know how much money? Do you know Kellogg's is making more money than they've ever made? Uh, I'm uh, not surprised. You know, not keep, surprised. Companies keep saying the cereal six bucks oh, a no. box. Yeah, we have to pay, we have to pay our employees more, so we have to you know charge more for the products. No, motherfucker, you're you're profiteering. You're price gouging. Fucking yes. McDonald's. That's what McDonald's. it is. McDonald's. The French fries three dollars yeah. and forty nine cents. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy, Colonel. Why? Why? I, I, I don't like to put you on the spot, you know, because I, you know, I would never do that. But there's been some rumors, and if you don't want to address them, that's fine. But there's been some rumors that you have not been invited to King Charles's coronation. Is that true? Um, to me, I've kind of sided with Harry in this whole thing. Too. Okay. So you're going to hang out and watch it on um, TV with ha- Harry and Meghan? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I, you know, because out of all the royals, Meghan's the hot one. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Meghan's the hot one. Yeah. And uh, uh, her, her nose is so, funny, but yeah, she's very attractive. A little bit. But I, I see, I like a little bit of a flaw in a woman. Okay. Just a wee bit. Yeah. A wee bit. I don't, you know. I don't want Quasimodo now. Hold on, right. my eyes. But hold on, I've rolled my eyes out on the porch. Just give me a few minutes to <laughs> deal with that. I think Brandy so, it's safe to say that Mrs. Colonel is okay with imperfection. <laughs> Jesus, Mrs. Colonel just took a, minor a Rorschach here drawing and, there. and married it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, I did. I did not get uh, because you know when I was on Oprah, Timmy, I uh, Oprah. promoting my book. That Oprah. subject came up. Did you get a car? And uh, fuck no, he didn't get a I, car. Oprah him? didn't like him. I didn't get a car. I told Oprah I didn't want her car. <laughs> I told Oprah I'd, I had no need for her charity. My book was doing just. He's fine. the Cleveland Clinic of this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so Charles, what did you think yes. about the Cleveland Clinic fire? I thought it was hot, hot, hot. Amazingly That's insightful. I, you know what? I, I think it's one another one of those things. And here's why I'm, I'm, I'm. If you we, could just answer a question, we don't hold like, people responsible. The shit. I mean, I don't know why it surprised people. Look at Cleveland. Cleveland is like the armpit of Ohio. I yeah, know. they got they got corsos in the, the river. They got rivers hey, catching on fire. Listen, but they can't go and retrieve them because the river's on fire, Timmy. Right, yeah. right, right. But did you forget that Toledo was also in Ohio? Because I feel well, Toledo's like Toledo's the asshole of Ohio. Toledo, yeah. Cleveland's armpit because they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they got a decent baseball stadium. Yeah. Okay. But so you got to give them that. I don't have to give anybody anything, but Timmy. <laughs> yes. What did you think about the Cleveland Clinic? I, I fire fucked fucked up story. I, yes. I I've never heard it before, but that's uh, that have been fucking horrific to live through. Oh yeah, well, especially since you don't know why. Yeah, like yeah. you don't, and you're yeah. just breathing. You're just walking yeah. around breathing, and then you can't. Yeah, that would be. And it gets, it gets awful. you, catches your lungs on fire too. 
That's great. That would be. But we thank Jason awful. Jason Dykes who absolutely. It was a wonderful script, Jason. Thank you very much. Uh, we would like to thank all of you who support this podcast on Patreon. If you would like to support uh, this podcast on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or, Colonel? Or just a tip, Timmy. Yeah, I promise. Just that is, uh, is patreon.com slash history all one word. Next week, we'll give shout-outs to everyone who support us on Patreon. So if you want to hear your name on this much-beloved podcast, um, throw us a couple bucks, and we will make you famous. Yeah. Damn right we will. Infamous. Infamous. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Be good to your tush. I was, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, and fuck off. How about that? Okay. I'm gonna punch you in the goddamn door. There's hookers that just do that. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.